This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. Up at the top of the next hour, I will fight Brendan, which is good, because I've got a little bit of aggression to get out right now. So don't go anywhere. Coming up top of the next hour, I lace him up with my co-host, and we go at it. Then we break down all the UFC 289 odds. And before we get out of here, I'm in Kansas City, but BT is down in Miami, which obviously I would say is the sports, I don't want to say capital of the world right now, but it's pretty damn close to it. I mean, y'all did have two of the four Final Four teams and half the teams in the Stanley Cup Finals and half the teams in the NBA Finals. We'll see what happens. Not a bad baseball team. We'll see. Do you think this means the Dolphins are going to be good? Does this add added pressure to the Miami Dolphins to actually be good this year with all this South Beach success? I 100% believe, uh, percent believe it adds a lot of pressure to the Dolphins, especially with Mike McDaniel hobnobbing at all these events. He's courtside for the Heat. He's banging the uh, the the Panthers drums. So, yeah, if you're Mike, Mike McDaniel, who has a very high approval rate right now, don't lose the AFC East, dude. You got a lot of pre- – he has a lot of pressure on. Plus, they had uh, Jalen Ramsey. They paid, like, Vic Fangio a gazillion dollars to run the defense. Yeah, he they they better be good this year. I'm just glad he's banging the drum. I didn't know where you were going there. Thank goodness it's the drum. Brendan Tobin, Sports Machine, Sean Levine, having a unique show on a Saturday night. All right, so I did some math, which is, you know, not my strong suit. I'm not that good at talking if we're being honest with ourselves. And it tells me that we're about one year away from UFC 300. And it's going to be a big, bad deal. The UFC always tries to make it right. So I I had a little bit of fun with this. Couldn't sleep last night prepping for the radio show, and I thought, if it's a five-card main event, so we get five fights, what are five realistic fights that we could get that I think would make the best card? And I'm going to keep you out of this because you're going to start bringing in Mike Tyson, and you're going to start bringing in all these different dudes. All of a sudden, Tyson Fury is going to come in, and he's going to fight an MMA match against Brock Lesnar. That's too much. I got five fights that I think could actually happen. I've got odds for them. Let's break it down. Here we go. First of all, Islam versus Volk, two. First time around, the odds were crazy in favor of Islam. Now that we actually saw the fight go down, I can't decide if I think that Islam is no longer invincible or maybe just that Volkanovski is that good and also his kryptonite. I don't know about you, but I would love, love, love to see that fight again. And I would also 
Love to see both those guys take as much time off as possible before the fight. I think Islam would be the favorite coming in, but not like he was last time, like a minus 400. I think Islam's like a minus 150 and make it for his belt. That's the first fight. That's the one. That's the the curtain jerker, as Chael Sonnen used to say, that kicks off UFC. That's opening it. That's the curtain. That's opening my. That's opening my card, dude. Yeah. Uh, Well, you know what? I I love it. I think it was a great fight. The only thing I'm worried about is Islam. Honestly, I feel like Islam's got a big. uh, I feel like Islam. You know, if you told me like who's going to be champ and still on top, like. At, by UFC 300, I'm going Volk over Islam, and look, Volk still got a big test with Yair coming up. But I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like Islam. I'm still not quite sure that he is like that untouchable, and I do feel like Volk exposed a lot of that. Uh, exposes the wrong word, but I guess just show that he is he's beatable, and I think that I, I I'm still I still think that's a vulnerable fight. But yeah, I mean, as far as fights you can make today, like if UFC 300, if UFC 300 was in a month. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about two of the best pound-for-pound guys in the world. That'd be awesome. It's about a year away. That's my opening fight, Islam versus Volk 2. I've got Islam as the favorite. At minus and what do you think the favorite would be? 150? What do I think? What? Yeah, minus well, I was I was going to ask you. I was, like, yeah, I was asking you about the line minus again. Minus 170, maybe. Nothing huge. Nothing crazy. I still, I'd, I'm still betting on Volk, dude. Well, you have to. I mean, look, we both think to. you won the fight last time. All right, second fight. Moving on. Card has to continue. Fake card, that is. I got Hamzad Chimaev. And, dude, who knows if we see him before this? I don't know exactly what's going on. The whole reason that he gained his popularity was on Fight Island. All he did was fight, right? What was it, back-to-back cards or back-to-back weekends? And I think it was three fights in three months. And then we just haven't seen him in a long time. Hamzad Chimaev comes back versus, you tell me, what's the bigger fight? Usman or Adesanya? Adesanya is the bigger fight because Adesanya is the champ right now. So that's a, that's a bigger fight for me. Um, if Usman got his belt back, I think that's, you know, then it's kind of, but I just feel like stylistically, I feel like Israel Adesanya can really sell that with his hostility. I feel like he'd be brutal in leading up to a fight against Hamzat. I honestly feel like, sheesh, I, that might be the main event. I mean, if you're telling me there's a better fight than that, I don't know what it is. Um, I got three. I mean, I I would be stunned that you would have a bigger fight than Hamza versus Stylebender. I feel like that's one of the biggest ones they can make right now, to be honest with you. Um, him versus Usman, look, it's a really good fight. It's a fun fight. Again, I always just come back to the confusion of I thought Hamza wasn't a welterweight anymore. But um, I think stylistically, fun-wise, build-up, I think Izzy and, and Hamza one of the biggest ones I could do right now. Do we agree that Adesanya is a favorite in the fight, but not much? Oh, yeah. Like a minus 150, minus 160, something like that? I think he should be a pretty sizable favorite, dude. I mean, like, I don't know what, like, with Hamza, it's like you said. I feel like I wish he was at the point in his career where he was fighting more so we'd have more answers about him. And the last thing that we got with him is I don't care about weight, and I fought Kevin Holland, who is a stylistic, like, buffet for me on a few days notice and so it's like all right i mean like maybe it was tougher than fighting nate diaz but i i just feel like for him i i just need to see it again from hamza you know the you know for me i just think he needs to kind of put some more coals into the hype train 
All right. Well, I'm glad that tickled your fancy with the first two fights. I got three more for my dream card. Whenever UFC 300 comes around, by my math, about one year from now, Aljamain Sterling, still the champion, starts, makes the walk, stands in the octagon, and looks the other way and sees a healthy, coming off of surgery, best friend, Marab the Machine, Davalishvili, and they decide, you know what, screw it. It's big enough. There's enough money offered. I've fought my friends multiple times, backyards, front yards, bars, frats. It happens. Then you hug afterwards. If you're also going to make multiple millions of dollars, get over the friendship. That's my third fight that I want to see, and I think Aljamain Sterling is obviously going to be the favorite against this homeboy. Let's call it minus 150. Don't like it. Don't like it. I like the fact that there's some honor amongst these teammates. Now, if you told me that Aljamain Sterling loses coming on up to Sean O'Malley in Boston and Marab and Sean O'Malley are going to fight, I'm oh, into damn that. Damn it, that's what but I should have done. Damn but it. Marab's got, but Marab's got to wear the – he's got to wear the thriller jacket to the octagon and that then doesn't and 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 wears it all the way up until Bruce Buffer introduces him and then hands it to his teammates. <laughs> That's what I want to see happen to be honest with you. But uh I don't want to see him fight, man. I don't know. Like some things are just genuinely beautiful. Marab, friend of the show, like I you know, speaking to him, he's just like he genuinely loves Aljamain Sterling when we spoke to Funkmaster. Like those guys I I like that. I I the idea that and the fact that they would fight I like be honest, Sean how good a fight is that? Like, do you feel like that's a very aesthetically pleasing fight? I don't know. I feel like it's going to be kind of a grinded out fest for five rounds. I don't know if that's going to be a very exciting fight. Unless you told Something. me there was some really bad stuff that happened between them. Which obviously isn't going to, because as you mentioned, they're genuinely best friends and they're both really good guys. It's kind of like in Little League, if you were ever a batter and you faced your best friend as the pitcher... It's just weird. Just a weird feeling. Now, I guess that's maybe not the best example because that's like seven-year-old kids and, you know, one of them's wearing a helmet and aluminum bats. The other guys are trying to kill each other as adults. I still want to see it happen. I do like what you're saying, though, is Aljo loses his strap to O'Malley and then he has to fight. Marab has to fight O'Malley to get back the honor of Aljamain Sterling. Then can I get him to fight? Is it cool if they fight then? Okay, then they uh, maybe, but that's uh, that's right. that that to me is the juicier one. All right, co-main event. We've got two fights left for my dream three hundred card. We're talking about John Jones and Stipe Miocic. You're talking about John Jones only loves the big fights, can't get up for the big ones. Let's just hold off on whatever's going on with Stipe right now, and wait until three hundred. Doesn't that make the most sense? Because we're gonna need John on that card, best fighter in the history of mixed martial arts. What other big name could possibly he go up against that's even somewhat realistic if it's not Stipe? So doesn't that feel like at this point you just wait for that one? And that's the co-main, by the way. I get what you're saying, but it's like, really, we're not going to have John. See, in your scenario, does that mean John's not fighting until UFC No, no, no. Let him, let, let, let him beat up a guy or two in between. I mean, let's be honest, dude. He just fought Cyril Gaon, and, and when you're talking about I guess name recognition. Nobody knew Cyril mm. Gon was a year and a half ago, so there's not those well, the, names there. That's the problem. This, Tom Aspinall. I mean, who really gets you excited? This is, this is my jumping off point. To like you said, it was Cyril Gon. I feel like here's what the UFC should do for the next year, and the biggest to me, maybe Aspinall can jump him, but to me, the biggest thing they should do over this next year is build up Pavlovich, because like 
that guy's a monster. He can be your next Francis Ngannou. Like, there's no reason he can't be built up into the most terrifying thing that steps into an octagon. We've seen it. So you give him as many guys as you can that he can obliterate leading up to John Jones at UFC 300. I think that, to me, would be the way to go. John versus Stipe, you put him on that card. Whenever the hell they do it, November, and you have Sergey keep calling out John Jones, keep obliterating fools. Have hell, have him and Aspinall fight for the right to fight John Jones. But I feel like if I'm looking at people who have the most star potential to be scary killers, that guy seems like he's got the X factor to me right now, man. All he's doing is knocking out guys in the first round. He is a scary Russian fella. And then the main event of UFC 300. I think Nate Diaz comes back. I think that he's going to box against Jake Paul and then probably come back pretty soon. Figures It's not like it was a, a bad ending to the relationship. It was just over. The contract was up. And I think Nate comes back. I think Connor beats Chandler, as Clint McLean was saying, through very, very bad audio connection. And I think that we get that one. I think that's your main event for UFC 300. We've been, we've been talking about that since the day that we saw them fight the second time. Yeah, I mean, like, look, if Connor's going to stick around, and especially after this whole Chandler, like, that one makes the most sense. He, It feels like, and honestly, he does that. Both of them do that, and then they retire. I don't think that they should even fight after that, but feels like the natural conclusion. The biggest uh, the biggest rivalry, one of the biggest rivalries UFC's ever had, they got to get that done. You know who's fighting coming up next? Me and you, right here on the BetQL Network.